Hello and welcome. Welcome to this space, family. How are you? Happy Lunar New Year. Happy Aquarius New Moon. Happy Aquarius season. I am back in Des Moines, Iowa. And I'm currently sitting at my childhood kitchen island with a cup of coffee and my puppies. I have my mom's dog named Watson, a little Karen Terrier. He's blonde, rowdy, and also Aquarian. (laughs) As always, by my side, I have my trusty dragon, the dragon, and my partner Tree's upstairs working, and I just thought I would get this podcast out to you people out there in outer space. So welcome to the space. Welcome to the space cast. You found me, Lauren K. Hickman, Inspired Astrology, right here, right now, coming at you. So this evening, the new moon in Aquarius, 11.46 p.m. if you're Central Standard Time. So that kind of pushes the Lunar New Year to one day or the other. Uh, Losar, as they call it in the Tibetan calendar, is a time of shift. And shift indeed is what today's astrology is all about. I came back to Iowa, um, not to fraternize necessarily, but um, I came home for a funeral. And with the closure of the Venus retrograde in Capricorn, this 40-day period, um, there felt like some, some deep closures that are happening within my own life while, or whilst, I like that word, whilst other doors are opening. Um, so I'll share a little bit more about that journey, um, but just checking in with you how all that went down, right? Venus retrograde, the period of moving into our own internal darkness, getting in tune with our desire, what really turns us on, motivates us, creates magnetism and joy and feeling valued, having integrity in the way that we move. You know, Venus and Capricorn, I've joked to clients about this. It feels like structured blazer jackets. It feels like 1950s mod looks. It feels like functional fashion. It feels like black and brown and earth tones. Um, But it also feels like, is this worth it, right? Is this worth the work? And all throughout this cycle, I tell you what, I have gotten a lot of texts, a lot of phone calls, a lot of DMs about relationship stuff. And that's, that's part of the rub. Venus is our mirror to reality. It's the way we see ourselves in the world, how we relate with everything around us. So of course, the relationships that are closest to us the ones where we share a bed, or a home, or children, or dog. Responsibilities, right? That's Capricorn. Those relationships that have the most deep impact and the most value are the ones that had to be reassessed. And I know I'm personally going through my own grief process for one of those very relationships in my life. Maybe someday I'll talk about it publicly. But for the time being, um, I felt like a bubble burst and that I had finally seen the truth. And I feel like that's kind of uh, the radical shifts that I'm seeing in other people. 
you know, with relationships anyway. But there's other things that we can learn about through Venus retrogrades, about what we want, right? Venus (laughs) is a little bit like materialistic, right? And during the during the Venus retrograde in Capricorn, I also did a 40-day Japa practice. Um, Japa is the, I guess it's the Vedic or um, Sanskrit term for what I would consider mala practices or chanting mantra repetitions, um, which I practice in my own um, Buddhist faith. So I met with Haley Nishal. Um, shout out to Breath of Rebellion. Just to get a reading done uh, in November, or was it early December? Um, I was in a fog. I felt like I was in the slime and duck of the uh, slime and muck, the duck, the duck of the dark age. Uh, someone make a meme for me. So I was in a dark place, and I, I did a reading with Jonah Emerson Bell and got some deep insight into some chironic themes in my own adventure. And I met with Haley to go over Vedic astrology, which is a different lens than the tropical system, which is what Western astrology is based upon. And then you have the fixed star system of Vedic astrology. And they're interchangeable in the experience of energy, but they are not uh, one-to-one ratio in how a chart is interpreted. So it puts me as a... um, see a sun in Pisces with an Aquarian moon and a Virgo rising right which are adjacent to my current energy makeup and all of it makes sense just as much sense as western tropical astrology so if you're interested in having a Vedic astrology reading it is just a different patterning of the universe and they only use the seven uh, planets they don't do the outer planets So, you know, my favorite Uranus and Neptune and Pluto are not included. So I'm going to stick with my Western perspective. Um, But what I took away from that, that reading with Haley was Saturn and Saturn's impact. And here we are entering Capricorn season. And I started the practice uh, after a new moon and just went at it, right? I was supposed to do 19,000 reps probably got to 15 uh, because life, but uh, 15,000 still a pretty good big number, right? <laughs> Om Pram Prim Pram Sa Shani Sharaya Namaha. <laughs> so if you were around me for that period, you may have seen me clacking my citrine mala for my dear, dear, dear friend Shana and Viroqua. And that citrine mala came with me as a reminder to be joyful, as to consider discipline, to ask for Saturn's blessings after a very tough 2021. Um, I don't know how you experienced last year, but mine was a shit show. Thank you very much. Um, There was still a lot of joy and optimism because that's what I do as a fire element sign as I kind of bounce back after some muddled Pisces moon wallowing. Um, but uh, the Saturn practices, including some um, particular breath work, uh, was motivating. And I tell you what, I have seasonal affective disorder opposite to when most people do. This is my time of year. And I want to share that because I think a lot of people feel guilty that they feel like shit in the summertime and they are like optimal prime time during the winter. 
And I cannot tell you why this is. The studies show an influence of the sun on how our brain works. And I know that when the sun is up too long, I don't sleep. And then I am grumpy and I hate everything. And I have allergies and I don't like summer, but I love the beach, which is some irony right there for you. I'm going to keep sitting on that, but I do enjoy Capricorn and Aquarius season for the insight, innovation, and just staying at home and getting, getting work done. Got a home office finished, and yeah, I'll tell I'll tell you more about the exciting stuff once we get past this report because that's why I make a podcast is to tell you about the astrology for the day. Um, all right, new moon, new moon, sun and moon conjoined. This is the darkness. This is like representative of the the solstice in a monthly cycle. If you were to make a cycle of the the uh, zodiac fit into one month this is the darkness the new moon what seeds are being planted so this new moon i want you to feel magnetic i want you to push away what no longer serves your story and to drop the weight you've been carrying and to draw into you the possibility that you are limitless i want you to remember that insight into what you want And how you can take action is always available, even if we have to wait for that insight sometimes. New moons are the hollow darkness, the seed of potential planted in a lunar cycle. And Saturn's connection to this lunation can reveal our fears, our misqualifications that require attention for amelioration or give us the discipline and grounding of this electrical insight to move forward with precision and determination. Uranus helps us let go by slapping us on the wrist to wake up our minds. This is the shock to the system that aligns us with the future path, not the ones we've been treading for so long. Deep, intense, reflective in our movements, our thoughts may align with both the subconscious and the higher heart. Our purpose, our plan, our individuality is aligning with the greater plan. Our path makes impact on the greater story unfolding. When we fight ourselves and our truth, we are left with our delusions, misperceptions, and the collective filters that prevent us from feeling and knowing our path and purpose. With Jupiter sextile to Mars, we have a defining week to move forth on ambitions with our full passion, gusto, focus, and lofty vision. It takes blind faith sometimes to change the world, to ignore the obstacles and put your head down and climb that mountain. If we overthink it, we screw ourselves. If we overthink it, we spoil our chance at sustainable joy. Just go. Take the step, do the thing, one task at a time. Don't worry about the outcome. Just keep connecting the dots. I love reading out loud. I appreciate y'all listening to me. It means a lot. (laughs) So let's break down some of these uh, these, uh, interesting energies. So Uranus is trying to Venus. Uranus and Taurus trying Venus and Capricorn. So if you're new and learning about astrology, when you have uh, planets in earth signs, it makes a trine. 
most of the time if they're not if they're in the same planet <laughs> or the same the same sign right that's a different aspect altogether but same degree different sign earth element boom you got to try easy energy right triangle triangulate soft bringing it together so this is magnetism. This is clarity on our desires. It's insight into what we want and how to take action upon that desire. Mercury and Pluto are conjunct and they're sextile to Neptune, right? So this is that Mercury end of the retrograde connecting to Pluto, deep, intense, intense feelings or thinking, thinky pain, aligning with the subconscious, Pluto's realm, um, I'm reading Existential Kink, so I feel like this is like a good time of year to kind of work through some of those undertones, the things that we create in our lives that are coming from the subconscious, because what's in front of you is of your making on some level, and I realize that this is a longer and broader conversation for another day, but um, we we kind of create our reality, right? <laughs> Life is how you see it. I remember when a fella called Fat Matt, who then was Thin Matt, uh, used to say that. I really appreciated that dude. So that's the purpose, the plan. Mercury, the movement, the mind, the actions, the speech. Pluto, everything beneath the surface. And then Neptune, the higher heart, the higher mind. So that's the divine plan. I used that word divine in my in my notes, but kind of shifted that um, for the publication just because I don't want to, you know, trigger words, right? The G word, God word, divine words, things like that. But um, just remember that you are a cell within a group of cells that makes an organ, an organ to a part of a larger body, right? So if you were a cell in your family, right? That's, that's a smaller grouping. And then you have a cell within a community, that larger space that you get involved with. Um, then you have a cell within a country or a culture or your faith system or the things that you're interested in. And then you have that larger cell. Oh, (laughs) humanity. Yes. That is a big body of cells, a big collective. And all of our little wills screaming into the vast void of potential consciousness, potential universes, potential outcomes and realities. And it's pretty great, right? We're, we're part of something bigger than ourselves. And then, you know, I'm looking at this like bird feeder that has been magical. I see a flicker out there right now. I've seen starlings and cracklings and all the little birds. And it's been great. Blue jays and cardinals. And they're part of their own bird genus, phylum class, species. I can't remember that, seventh grade science teacher. Um, Then you have trees, you have soil, you have plants, you have other animals, you have all these kind of uh, collectives, right? And we, we build into something that is like part of earth, part of living life here. So your part matters. You are part of something bigger and your choices matter. What you do, what you think, what you bring about, how you feel, the energy that you emit. All that stuff's super important. So don't don't sell yourself short. You're worthy. You are so worthy of expressing the unique version of you that only you can do. 
I can't do you. You can't do me. I don't really want you to do that. <laughs> and you don't want me to live your life for you, right? You're, you're the one who's capable of engaging. And some days are better than others. And some weeks are better than others. Some years are better than others. Just keep going. So we have Sun and the Moon and Saturn conjunct. Saturn's a little, like, like I think at 15 degrees and the Sun and Moon are at 12 degrees Aquarius. So I was like, okay, close enough, right? <laughs> and Saturn, you know, as I said, I've been doing a Saturn practice for, you know, 40 days now. And Saturn's our friend. You know, it helps us to get the job done, making it happen. But there is a lot of hard work that comes with that. There's a lot of depression and like, oh shit, do I really have to do this? Do I really, like, I really don't want to. There is some of that. That's the that's the shadow piece of Saturn. But it's also like the potential, the possibility of building something really beautiful. Your life, your story, your potential. I guess I keep using that word potential because that's what a new moon makes me think of, planting the seeds. All right, I mentioned the Jupiter sextile Mars, and I did make a joke that I did not include in my report because it's a good day for plastic surgery, FYI. Um, I learned a little bit about plastic surgery astrology just because I had a family member who got a Brazilian butt lift, and um, it looks good. <laughs> but it was it was really interesting because she has that placement with Jupiter Mars in her chart, and I was like, I wonder if there's like certain placements that are better for... Yeah, there are. <laughs> It turns out. But put that aside, that's just my sixth sense of humor um, because of impermanence. Um, so yeah, gusto, Mars in Capricorn, making shit happen. And then we have this, um, this Chiron square to Venus and it has a wide square to Mars. Um, we have a Venus Mars day coming up here pretty soon. Uh, that's a like the lover's day. I really love that. The Lover's Day. Venus and Mars meet up. Our, our polarities combine. So Chiron is square to Venus and a wide square to Mars. Maybe our wounds about not knowing who and how we're supposed to show up in the world are informative. Perhaps the pain of not trying will make it possible to do something different to give ourselves permission to desire differently. Maybe it's that thrifted coat that makes you feel like who you want to become. Maybe it's that space you're signing a lease on, giving yourself permission to become who you see yourself to be. This Venus retrograde, now complete, has left some soft spots of information, deep truths we cannot ignore about how we value and love ourselves better about how we can't allow for our integrity to be compromised. You were not born to be a doormat. You were here to walk the journey that is yours and yours alone. Yes, combine forces. Yes, receive inspiration. Yes, to collaboration. But don't put up with that shit that reinforces your own questionable worthiness. You, you are so fucking worthy to heal and grow and become. Yes. I was the one who signed the lease, FYI. <laughs> and last but not least, oh, actually, I have more. Uranus square to the sun and moon. Okay, because we're in Aquarius season, 
Um, I had an interesting convo with my mom about this. So the, the traditional ruler was Saturn. And Uranus is the new modern ruler of Aquarius. And my mom was like, you know, look how I evolve. And I was thinking, damn, that should be like the, uh, the, the words or the mantra of Aquarius. Look how I evolve. Look how we've evolved. Aquarius has a very communal vibe about it. Um, community, sparkly, happy. And Uranus is part of that sparkliness. And I'm not saying every Aquarius is happy, right? It's a fixed energy. You know, you can't, you can't always be optimistic, all right? That's for anybody. But fixed energy, yeah. It can either get stuck on happy or stuck on sad mode sometimes. Um, but there is a sparkly magnetic energy that comes with Uranus. And with Uranus being square to the sun and moon in its, you know, happy sign of Aquarius, um, this is allowing electric light to shine like a laser flashlight onto our potential futures, our visions um, that are unmanifest, right, are possible when we sit in ourselves and when we allow and welcome in the flush of discomfort that is that is the flush of discomfort that is energy potential. And this can look like chaos and disorder as we look to rebuild and put back together pieces in a more inspired way. And this can look like new insight, unexpected circumstances or something being birthed or blowing away. Uranus tells us to let go by slapping us on the wrist. That shock to the system that aligns us with the future path, right? I've said that before vision seeing the future that's very uranian expect the unexpected change will happen impermanence is real how we associate in our societies how we connect to other people and it's funny when i when i tap into aquarius it feels like static on a television it's an air sign it's sort of in everything it's beyond touch it's powerful. Winds move deserts. Winds shape spaces. Ocean currents. So many things. And Aquarius to me feels like a warrior at the gate. It's not about none shall pass. It's who shall pass. Who is going to be let into my community? Are you supportive of your friends and loved ones if you have Aquarian energy? Like, what are you really devoted to? What gives you inspiration? How do you feel? And, you know, my mom is a Capricorn. You know, I don't, like, Aquarius rules my fifth house, but I don't have any signs in it necessarily. So, you know, wherever Aquarius is in your chart may give you an indication about where this aloofness might come from or this detachment. Because Aquarius is a very detached energy. Think of cold-ass winter in the mountains, that aloofness. You have to kind of detach or like get out of your body to get through a season like this. So it can be very mental. It can be very out of body in its experience. Astral plane travel, working with everything outside, working with energy, because that's more comfortable sometimes for Aquarius. I've worked with a lot of Aquarians that actually had, you know, some... Sometimes it can be about like not wanting to be in a body at all, period. <laughs> or wanting your body to be light. And that can lead to, to some 
you know, disordered eating sometimes. Yeah, I have, I have Aquarian friends that when they have a friend who has a loss, it's almost like it happened to them. There is deep feeling. I mean, there can be some aloofness or detachment on the outside or some coolness, like the way that winter is cool and Capricorn is kind of cool and icy sometimes. Um, but there is a tenderness, a real softness, a real love for humanity. It's the, the world server. That's the, the purpose, is this service-oriented, humanitarian, everyone has a seat at the table. It's the opposite axis of Leo. So we'll have a we'll have a Leo full moon coming up here pretty quick. All right, let's talk about the lunar nodes. I'm drinking coffee. I hope that sound doesn't annoy you too much. <laughs> the lunar nodes are sextile to the Mercury and Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. Uh, the nodes switch signs, I think January 18th. Uh, so they are in the latter degrees of Scorpio and Taurus. So the nodes now in earth and water signs are making a connection to Pluto, who has significant influence in the Scorpio rising chart here in the Midwest, right? So that where the chart is um, from this area, it has a Scorpio rising energy. So that's about transformation. It's the hard work. It's the peeling yourself apart constantly. And I, I know that I push y'all to, to do that. <laughs> I didn't say it was going to be easy, you know. It's not about love and light with me. It's about let's uh, embrace the shadow. Let's integrate. The lunar nodes give us some insight into what we're working to evolve, what we've integrated, and what's of benefit, what we're moving towards, what we're wrapping up this Mercury retrograde this week, right? February 3rd, it's going direct. And in Capricorn, we've been asked to identify what's really worth it for us. Where are we placing our attentions? Are we moving forward slowly and deeply and assuredly towards deep change in our lives? There is no magic wand. I'm so sorry. There's no pill, no program that is going to have us waking up a different person. We change through slow embrace. We soak up the story of our pasts and hold them in the same gentle compassion we would a beloved friend. We see what we're trying to build and put down what loads are weighing us, take off the gravity boots and dance towards our dreams. Dancing towards our dreams. What's your dream like? You should email me. Let me know what you think about all this. So, right. Here we are at the end of my report. So you want to hear about how I'm doing, about what's going on? all the things <laughs> get the get the first scoop if you listen to the podcast per past 25 minutes um okay <laughs> uh I found a studio I found an art studio um turns out that I have been wanting to rent an art studio for a long time I tried to get into the Fitch building in Des Moines uh just never worked out there was a long waiting list and it just uh wasn't wasn't the space it didn't happen when it was supposed to happen but I certainly hung out in a lot of artist studios in Des Moines and in and in Brooklyn and in New York so they're they're places that make me feel like all potential is real and I grew up in dance studios it was tiny it was behind a it was in a what think, shopping center by the high V on Grand and Railroad in West Des Moines I grew up in a dance studio uh with 
Well, she's, they are now Tila Van Twirl. <laughs> Emily, Moon, my love, I'm so glad that we met. So I love the potential that studio spaces offer. And I just somehow at the right moment, the right time, um, get to sign a lease tomorrow on Lunar New Year, on Losar, right before Imbolc, which is the halfway point between the solstice and the equinox. This is such an exciting season. I just feel like new beginnings are rampant and I want to give birth to this space and to this company. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be directing uh, Ursa Day, which is what I'm gonna be calling my work moving forward. Ursa Day as an umbrella, as an atelier, as a service in a community space. Ursa Day is Latin for bear. And Ursa Major is the, the great bear in the sky. The Big Dipper is what we called it growing up. And that, along with Sirius and the Pleiades, um, have a, a big piece of esoteric astrology as one of the, the downgrades of energy, bringing direct from source, from the cosmic center, this vast energy that sort of down, I don't know, I don't want to say downgrade. It's like the step system that electricity has to go through. It's like these steps that move through the planets and then triangulate through these constellations to, to bring heaven to earth in a way, energy to earth, this um, vibration direct from source. So Ursa Day, um, I've been using that name for a long time since 2013. And albeit it does have some association with my past, it also has an association with my future. And I love bear energy because it's about hibernation and there is a bit of transformation in there and burliness and strength. And it's, I love it. I love bear energy and Ursa Day just felt right. You know, I went through, I was like, okay, maybe nudist Buddhist, uh, you know, cause what I don't want is to have a space with a name like elements or like touch for life or like broken wing bird productions or like healing something something right there's there's just a lot of like names that feel just a little too on the nose <laughs> the four elements astrology um yeah so you know inspired astrology which is what i you know i call my work lauren k hickman um <laughs> It's like the, I want that to fit under an umbrella of something more beautiful. And so here the studio space appeared. I found a branding um, a company called Somo Studio. Maggie Goldhammer, who is this beautiful, gentle, Gemini creative being. And she's so special and so talented. And I felt like she read my mind um, the last couple months, which is what you want a strategy person to conduct. You want them to feel like they can get inside of your thoughts. And so with this rebranding, um, no, I will not delete my Lauren K. Hickman crazy, random, weird sense of humor account, but um, hopefully I'll be bringing something more polished to the forefront. Um, I, I mean, I love being my kooky weird self, uh, but I, I do want to bring more people into space to work with me, to do 
sacred energy work together and to build containers with people and actually have a physical space where I can start teaching from and bringing, you know, meditation into the fold, bringing the, the four perceptions, bringing the pillars, all of the things that I've been spending all of these years studying. You know, I, I mean, I, I stepped into the metaphysical field when I was 16. I'll be 38 years old this March. And I, I do want to bring the fullness of my experience and capture that and, and carry it over to you. It's been a slow, long burn for me. And I really don't think that there's any magic wand or fix that's going to create change for people. It has to happen from within. It takes time. It takes effort. And you need a mirror. You need a good mirror. And I feel like I am that person. Um, so as I hold more... Um, you know, more space in Milwaukee. That means that I'll be not coming back to Des Moines as often. Um, I really do want to create something really beautiful with this space. And if you're in the Milwaukee area, please look out. I would love to have a dance party with you to sort of like rinse off this space and bless it with some LCD sound system and some goofiness. Um, I've been I've been buying chairs <laughs> so that you can come sit with me. And I've been contacting companies to, to maybe do some collaborations with, and maybe there'll be a supplement line. Who knows what's going to happen, but I've never been so inspired in my life. And I, I feel so blessed and joyful that I get to have you be a part of this journey to listen to this podcast about two years into it, right? This, this spring and March will be two years of putting, uh, putting a podcast out every, every month. Uh, a couple times a month sometimes. Um, you know, so I love I love hearing back from you, you know, to build this community because I, I need you. I cannot do this alone, which what is more Aquarian than that? And to have um, February 2nd in bulk be the three-year anniversary from when I first did my very first mini astrology pop-up at Kin. And some of you that I met there that day are dear friends at this time or who've joined me for this journey. Um, I love celebrating you and, and I, I love putting this content out there, but I definitely need your support. You know, I, I want to give you free things, but I need the exchange. I need you to share this with people. I need you to send me five bucks a month uh, with the Dragon Donna or to book a reading or a service. Um, I feel really blessed that I'll be doing uh, my first three-month container I've been working on a program uh, since last year. Actually, I had the inspiration, but didn't know how to make it happen. I just was not in the headspace last year. And just to remind you that sometimes the insights that you get um, don't have to come to fruition immediately. Sometimes it takes time for things to gestate. And I, you know, I came out of my spiritual closet in New York City in 2013 and started doing Reiki professionally for exchange for money doing astrology readings, uh, traveling all over the city on a train to do, uh, do sessions with people out of their homes because I didn't have a space or they'd come to my home in Red Hook, you know? And I feel like coming into the studio space with these big south-facing windows and it's, it's small, you know, there's not even a bathroom or a shower. You have to walk all the way down the hall, but I think it's going to create this really mystical experience that you get to come into the Lincoln warehouse and Bayview and park and get lost in the hallways and then come into this like brilliant space that hopefully I'm going to make beautiful for you so that you can come join me and that I'll be able to broadcast my signal from uh, a space that I can call my own. 
So thank you for joining me for this journey. Um, in three years of celebrating uh, myself coming out and doing this full time, uh, I guess eight or nine years now since I, I came out of the closet, right? And I'm so grateful. So thank you for tuning in today. Enjoy the new moon. I hope that you make space for yourself. Um, Take good care and stay inspired. You can find Lauren on Instagram at Lauren K. Hickman or schedule a personal reading. Please donate to support this work.